This episode of the Fastest Known Podcast is brought to you by Koros. Wearables from Koros help you explore perfection by offering the longest battery life in its class for each of its watch models. For example, in full GPS mode, you get 60 hours of battery life. That's as much as the current FKT on Nolan's 14. Or track in ultra mode to get an astonishing 150 hours of battery life, enough to get an FKT on Vermont's long trail and then some. Koros is proudly worn by many great runners, including Camille Heron, Timothy Olson, Hayden Hawks, Magdalena Boulay, and many others. Track your next FKT with a watch from Koros. Visit koros.com. C-O-R-O-S.com. The challenges are massive being uh, an athlete couple, uh, rather that's professional or recreational, uh, balancing time, balancing schedule, uh, figuring out projects to do, where our tensions lie. And, and as, a, as a professional couple, we have to figure out, you know, what's best for the business of each one of us and as a business of us together. Welcome back to the Fastest Known Podcast. That was Jason Schlarb, and I'm here with Jason and Meredith Edwards, a.k.a. Mayor June. Welcome. Thank you. We're excited to be here, Buzz. And that was a great introduction by Jason. We're going to talk a little bit about couples. What's it like to be a couple and to be an athlete? I mean, how does that work? Well, these two know a little bit about that. Uh, they're just coming back from Oman, where Meredith was third in an ultra world. Oh, tour. second. No, second. she got second by six minutes. <laughs> <laughs> You're listed as third under ultra sign-up. I thought you were second also. Well... Last, that was last year, year, last year I was oh. third. This is the second. The ultra slide didn't update. It's only been a week. Okay, there <laughs> yeah. we go. Second in Oman, and uh, they're beating the Colorado winter storm, driving back to their home in Durango. <laughs> so thanks for coming by. It's great to be here, Buzz. Well, Jason, you're a little better known right now because you've been ultra running for a long time. 2010, your results start. And you've been in Europe, you've done many ultra world tour races, you've been a run rabbit run multiple winner, UTMB three times, including fourth place, and maybe your best ultra result is 2016, where you and some guy named Killian came across the finish line tied for first place at the Hard Rock 100. So strong ultra background. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's been a journey. It's been a journey. <laughs> <laughs> and you've joined forces with Meredith, and your background is a strong schema orientation. You're a good skier and also a good ultra runner. Yeah, I, um, you know, before I moved to Durango to be with this wildcat, um, I was living in Jackson, Wyoming for, for 10 years. And um, I have a really strong ski background because I started skiing when I was two. Two. Yeah, it was two. I uh, I got kicked out of a daycare up at Stratton, and my yeah, my parents had a uh, you know up on you get off the chairlift and it says, well, Mr. and Mrs. Edwards, please report to daycare, and I was my dad was really mad because I was throwing a fit, and so he's the wildcat. <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> probably we're, we're probably equals on that one, but uh, yeah, I, I uh, started skiing. My dad uh, said, "Okay, fine, you're gonna ski." So I started when I was two, and then um, I found out actually this past week I was four. I took I uh, started racing when I was around four. Um, I don't remember that, but my mom sent me an article from the newspaper that apparently I did pretty well at four, <laughs> and then um, I, I ski raced up until I was eighteen. Nice. So I come from a really big ski family. 
Um, my dad was, uh, he's a PSIA level three instructor and was also my race coach. My sister raced in college for Penn State and uh, she moved out west uh, when she got out of school and uh, my dad took me to Jackson Hole uh, back in 2005 and I never left until I moved to Durango. <laughs> wow, that's a great story. What yeah. A, what a, what a, that really progresses very well. Now, Durango, you two, as we start off by saying, are a couple. You're nesting down there yeah. while at the same time traveling the world. Right. So this, this brings up some interesting challenges. As Jason mentioned in his introduction, you're both professional, which means we have contracts and you have right. sponsors because mm-hmm. you know, you're not uh, doing the eight-to-five job. You need the sponsorship to keep doing what you're doing, and yet you almost need the same sponsors to mm-hmm. make this work, don't you? Yeah, so... Makes it a lot easier, that's for sure. So I had a lot of different sponsors um, when I met Jason, and when we decided that we were going to take our relationship, I guess, serious, it was like, okay, well, we want to do projects together, but you know, the, the challenge was we had two different sponsors, and... You know, when you go to do projects, that creates a big issue. And so slowly, uh, we kind of merged not only our professional careers together, but our personal lives together in that way. You almost mm-hmm. have to. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, we, we, mm-hmm. we do. And, and it, was, it was a pretty natural uh, thing to do, I think. It wasn't, it wasn't too crazy. It felt right, and it was easy. Let's mm-hmm. just put it that way. It was pretty easy for us to brand ourselves together and, um, you know, we do have a unique, uh, we have a unique thing to offer to a lot of different brands because they, we, they have us as individuals, but then they have us as a couple. And that's not mm-hmm. always the case. Jason and I go back a number of years. Uh, I remember Tardes de Piney. Mm-hmm. We talked about that. Then you later went to Dolomites. But Piney, I think, was uh, 2014. Mm-hmm. You got an FKT on the Cerquito. Mm-hmm. And then kept going after that, and you've continued to do video projects. I think every mm-hmm. year, and now you two are combining, so you'll both be in each of these videos. And like Meredith just said, it's a better look in a way, and people can sort of relate to it. It's well, a lot more fun too. Oh, there you and go. you know, to go out and I will always appreciate the race, but to go and have the travel experience to. To, to go and play, uh, to make an objective, um, and, and to, to go do th- something together. Because, I mean, when we race, we're not necessarily uh, running together. Oh, so we, I <laughs> we mean, get to go do something fun afterwards or something like that? The funny thing, it's, Buzz, it's before and after. is we, we're both ultra runners, but we, we don't really run a whole lot together. Okay. A lot of people assume that, oh, you're a couple, do you guys run together? And it's like, no. No way. Jason is obviously in a whole nother level um, of running than I am. But, you know, before I met Jason, I was doing a lot of this on my own. I was traveling alone. And there is an empty feeling. You know, I, I, I won't forget at TDS. And I was, you know, I, I remember crossing the finish line and I was like, this is so amazing. But I had no one to really celebrate it with. And, and there's Instagram is not the same thing. <laughs> no, it, it's not. And so like it was it was really it was really interesting and you know, I always dated other athletes, but you know, um, you know, they were always skiers or climbers. Um, but it's really special when you get to share your sport with somebody else and get to have them there and have that level of understanding of what it is you're going through and training and the life that you 
sacrifice for this sport. I mean, it's really hard. I mean, ultra running is, you know, it's not just running the miles. It's a lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Right. But unlike having a training buddy, uh, the relationship, you know, your partner is is both wonderful and super, super, super challenging. Oh, it's stressful sometimes. <laughs> it's really stressful. <laughs> I, thought, I thought we were just going to talk about the hunky-dory thing. No, no. There's, there's... Let's talk about the shitty part. Yeah, let, there's, there's some shitty parts. Like, you know, this summer I was injured, and I couldn't run. And here's Jason just absolutely killing it. And I'm so happy for him, and I'm so proud of him. But then I have this insecurity like, oh my gosh, Jason's so good. And this I'm, is Meredith's job. And I'm not doing anything. Yeah. Like I'm just laying in bed here, like watching him get to do everything. And it's frustrating and it's, and it's, it's complicated. And you feel like you're a nobody. Like I feel like, oh my gosh, I'm never going to be like Jason Schlarb. You know, and that, that is really hard. And as much as you can love that person and support that person, it, it, it highlights insecurities of, well, what am I doing with my career? You mm-hmm. know, and am I somebody without him? Mm-hmm. And that, that can be challenging. And, and, and Meredith, you, don't, you don't walk away from it. You walk home to it. It's, yeah, you don't, exactly. get, you don't get a break from it. Yep. And, and, you know, here, here's a good thing. I worked in mental health for, for 10 years before I decided to become a pro athlete. So I learned a lot of things about, you know, self-care and emotional regulation well, as ultra runners and professional athletes, you're never emotionally regulated because we're constantly, you know, breaking ourselves down every day. And you can't be the best person that you can be when you're emotionally fatigued, physically fatigued, um, really, really hungry, really, really tired. And so when you take two athletes who are like pushing themselves and put them into that situation, Jason and I don't always show up as the best person for each other because mm-hmm. we're compromised. And then, you know, how does that affect our relationship? Well, it compromises the relationship. And so we really have to be proactive as, you know, to, to figure out what's that balance and how do we help that other person. But you know what? We're human and sometimes we're really tired and we're really mm-hmm. hungry and mm-hmm. we snap. And But but the good thing is, is we... We do work by it. We work through it pretty fast. But those challenges are very real in our relationship. They're, and they're extra intense for Meredith and I because we both have... Uh, sometimes couples are really opposite and they you know do well together. Meredith and I have a lot of similarities and some of our edge and competitiveness and, and intensity is... is uh, comes to a head frequently. And then you, you put that on top of the fact that... We live in a cabin 13 miles outside of city limits. We don't have a regular job, and we are together every seven. damn day. <laughs> we run the race, the same races, and then even with Oman, I I wasn't even racing. I'm right there. So it's massively high highs, and then we can piss each other off so well, and there's no escaping. <laughs> there's None no escaping. escaping. This is fantastic. So from the outside looking in. As Jason said a few minutes ago, it's more fun. I mean, yeah. you're out there, you're doing things right. together. Yeah. And then as Meredith said, you can share these highs. You know, you do well at a race, you see the sunrise, and you got someone right there you can share it with. Right. Mm-hmm. And yet, the, the other side that people might not see very much is that you can't get out of it. Mm-hmm. And I thought what you said was very interesting, Meredith, that particularly as ultra runners, you're tired. 
Yeah. You're, you're beat. You're hungry. You're thirsty, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So you're not going to walk home to your primary relationship feeling great. Like, yeah. oh, don't worry about it. I'll do the dishes. You know, the two of you might be on edge. Totally. I mean, it's 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 an emotional, physical compromise. And anytime you have that, um, it's going to stress other parts in your life, whether it's your job, your relationship, or, you know, your friends, anything. But we live in that. And we constantly live in that. And um, it's funny because I guess we'll be together three years in May. Mm-hmm. And um, meeting at a race, we go up to eighteen thousand feet. Just, just a little yeah, background. In China, we met in China. <laughs> oh, you met in China. Okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, but but it's it's the relationship. I I never take for granted because um, there's a lot of depth in our relationship, and and it keeps growing and growing and growing. And that's something I can't get from from anybody else, or I haven't experienced this type of relationship with anybody else, and so. You know, there's a lot of love and trust on that 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 feeling that we have, I think, for one another. Even though we go through these highs and we and these lows, but we always work through it and, and come back. But you know, sometimes I'm screaming at Jason. This is a Valentine's Day episode. <laughs> but you know, yeah. But don't get me wrong. I mean, he can push my buttons I more than more than anybody in the world. I mean, I can I can yell at him, and then I gotta leave the house. So I'm like, I gotta get out of here. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I gotta leave. I just gotta go. And my car broke this past year, so I don't have a car have to get car. away. We have one we car. Have one car, thirteen miles outside of town, living in a log cabin in the mountains. Yes. There you go. Perfect. Yeah. Our, our neighbors must it think be a, we're it crazy. It should be a reality show. <laughs> Run around the world twenty four seven. Twenty four seven. Well, something I'm getting right here and right now is two things. First, you. Immediately, we're happy to talk about this. Yeah, you, you have some issues, things come up, it might get tense, but you two just came right out shamelessly and just aired it all right out. Yeah, and that's <laughs> as a mental health professional, you're quite aware that is one of the ways to do it. Well, I, I, you have to talk about it, and I don't, you know, I I take a lot of pride in, you know, Instagram creates this like perfect world, and and I try to be really as transparent as possible with Instagram because. I just want people to know, like, my, my life sounds awesome, but it's it's still hard. Mm-hmm. Like, it's still very hard. There's still challenge there. And, you know, other challenges where maybe people don't, especially with our, our relationship. I mean, we definitely put our relationship on the line because of what we do and how we've now packaged ourselves. You know, some people may not do that with their relationship and say, that means too much to me. To risk this, but we mm-hmm. we we put it all out there. You're all in. I'm all in, and I'm okay with that. And and I think we're like that's eight a, episodes into our film yeah. series. It's uh, it's it's daunting at times, but it's also like a it's like a, an engagement ring. Wow! Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> well, you heard here first. Oh, wow! Fastest known podcast. Wow. <laughs> okay, we are putting it all out there. <laughs> And the other thing I heard besides the willingness to talk about, the eagerness almost to talk about, mm-hmm. the necessity to talk about it, is you both are laughing at the same time, mm-hmm. which again, as science indicates, is a very healthy thing to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think so. We, well, we know each other pretty well. Mm-hmm. I, I still think I have never hung out with somebody in my life more than, more than Jason, either my best friends growing up. I think he's seen... Yeah, more than me than anybody else has. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, it's it's interesting to even look back and think about where we were 
and like I mentioned, this episode thing in the run around the world, like, you know, go back and think about what episode one and two were like, not so much like what we were doing, but our relationship and how we have developed and seeing like, oh my God, I remember how difficult it was after this race or that episode or doing this. And it, it's just really kind of crazy. It's a weird, it's not a typical athlete experience, I don't think, for... Um, no. For most anybody. No, Meredith and Jason, that's a good call-out, which I hadn't really thought about before. You are truly all in. Mm-hmm. It's not just that you're cohabitating uh, 13 miles out in the middle of the woods, <laughs> but also professionally. You, know, you have signed... And our passions. Yeah. It, it, you, hobbies, you, everything I mean, is it, all it, together. I don't, pardon, I don't want to... Pardon me for pointing this out, but if something went wrong, everything goes wrong. Yeah, Pretty much. yeah, <laughs> and, and that that stress is yeah. is real too because I mean, I've 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 picked up and I've moved from a place that I loved and and had roots and everything to be with Jason and and you know I think Jason has put everything that he has on the line. I mean, and then we also have Jason's son. I mean, that's mm-hmm. we have him. So Felix is with us half the time he's a 50 50 split and so we have really interesting unique dynamics because there's us together and then there's us with felix yeah wow good yeah don't don't regret a second of it it's fantastic well we're gonna put a link to your what's it called run around the world run around the world we'll Mm -hmm. put a link to that in the show notes Mm -hmm. so there's a particular url where people can track all this yeah cool Good. Cool. So, so listeners, go on the show notes and you can find out. And you're at episode eight now. Is that right? Yeah. It. Well, um, we have done six. UTMB was the last episode, but I've gone since to the Copper Cans of Mexico, and then um, yeah, yeah. That's 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 where we are right now. Okay. Good. And uh, will episode nine be the the home life episode where? Well, we've not sure. breakfast together. Yeah. We, we did Colorado as number five. Yeah. Oh, okay. Where we're in the San Juans going skiing in July and, and running around, as you know, this summer. We, we did one of those and introduced our little dog, Snuffles, and Felix. And so that, that, was, that was a really good episode. Gotcha. I, don't, I don't think we know exactly what we... Yeah. We have, we have TDS that will be an episode that I'm running. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm running Valderan by UTMB in the Pyrenees. Mm-hmm. That will be an episode. And then... We have some other ideas, but we don't have everything. Uh, this is going to be a girls' episode. Yeah, a girls' episode. Where Meredith goes and runs with uh, some of the ladies of our sport. Mm-hmm. I guess it does something yeah. cool. Maybe in the mountains. Maybe uh, maybe around Hard Rock or in the Tetons. We'll see. People will look forward to that. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Good. Well, what thoughts would you have for uh, someone else on the relationship end of things? I mean, because like you said, mm-hmm. there's the ups and the the good and the bad, mm-hmm. or I should say the challenges and the advantages mm-hmm. of being a couple. Here's, let me back this up even further. Sometimes when I'm out there and you see couples out hiking, running, climbing, etc., sometimes it looks like they're not having a good time. Or <laughs> well, sometimes it, it, it's known that they're not <laughs> yeah. arguing or something or having a big fight or something. Yeah, so it's, this is the context I'd like to just put here on the table. I've noticed this for decades. Mm-hmm. So I've been with a few women, and oftentimes we did not do things like that together. Mm-hmm. We did other things together. 
And so I see this and I'm like, hmm, hmm, I bet she would be happy with her lady friends. I bet he would be happy with his guy friends. Now, you two are doing more things Mm. together. So this Mm -hmm. is an interesting dynamic. It's sort of a touchy subject because in today's age, it's like assumed that people do everything together. Right. While throughout Mm -hmm. history, that wasn't really the case. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, to be to be brutally honest with our relationship one thing that we do is we we actually have group there we have couples therapy together good um we're really proactive about that um not because our relationship is awful or we're gonna break up uh, but we do it as a means to be proactive because we realize what we have is unique and special and we want to preserve that, but also make it better. Mm-hmm. And so since we've actually been doing that, it's our relationship has gotten a lot better. And, you know, people mm-hmm. think, oh, you're in therapy. <sighs> That's bad. Well, no, we're just being healthy about our relationship and wanting it to be the best that it can be. And so that is one thing that we definitely do to, to keep this going and for it to mm-hmm. be healthy, not you know, a, a toxic environment for us because mm-hmm. we are very invested, obviously. Um, I'd like to just pause here for a second. That could be one of the most important things I've heard all mm. morning today. Um, everyone does massage therapy, couples therapy. It's the same thing. Yeah. It's, it's just increasing. It's a maintenance. Your, yeah, you're increasing your health. And so I'm really glad that you mentioned that. So I just wanted to pause here for a second and call that out. There should be zero stigma about any type of mental health care mm-hmm. it should be the opposite it should mm-hmm. be considered should be recognized as being positive for the person and positive for their friends and their family yeah but it is also difficult to 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 make that first step and trust somebody to to open up to and i think particularly guys oftentimes being generalizing but uh that masculine kind of presence doesn't like to sit down with somebody and, and share that kind of intimacy. It's, it's, it's it, it, you know, not to sugarcoat that, oh, just do the counseling. Because it, it is difficult. It yeah. is difficult sometimes it, for, for particular kind of people. So. Good point. I yeah. think that I would tend to agree, generally speaking, yeah. that males are a little more reluctant on that end. Yeah. Yeah. Just as they are oftentimes reluctant to talk about feelings and emotions and, and be in a, you know, Right. in sync with that right. to, to bring in a third person you know that can right. be a challenge well we just brought in a couple thousand people here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I am unbelievably ready <laughs> no but Jason Jason's really good yeah. at uh, at doing that and, and being a participant of it and yeah. and it, I guess you know for us I'm also know, 41 yeah, he's learned some You know, stuff. I'm not 22. I'm not 28, 35. I mean, there's so many different seasons that I've gone through. You so, know? so Meredith got you at the right time. Yeah. yeah we, we joke that we would never be able to be together if I met him in his 20s. I was like, no way. <laughs> and that, there, there's some, there's some truth. Yeah. There's Understanding truth myself, um, selflessness. Because I, I, I keep thinking that as, as we're talking about that, that uh, ability... When you're with somebody else, especially as a as an, a, a go getter, mountain running, you know, just intense person that is is willing to go do ultra marathon kind of distance, you know, just to be able to have that, you know, that that perspective of being able to, you know, say, okay, I need to slow down and think about somebody else. I need to slow down and think about, you know, 
not just accomplishing the objective, win, go hard, kick his, you know, kick the ass, you know, that, that's, that, that was, that was a, that was a big transition for me in life and being able to, to not be so damn pushy and going 150 miles an hour every second, you know, to be like, okay, you know what, getting up to that peak and going that far, you know, et cetera, it, maybe it's more important that I think about what Meredith or, or the other person wants or, you know, not just as you know that's an analogy right you know right that's good thank you i'm glad to hear this that. is I, such the I, relationship I, episode well i need to hear this that this is awesome yeah thank you jason <laughs> yeah i mean I, I think you know as as professional athletes it doesn't matter what sport you do but we're very self-centered people and we have very selfish pursuits and so when you put two selfish people together exactly um there's yep. going to be some conflict and you know because jason you know i'm 35 he's 41 so there's a six there's a six year gap but which means you're about equally mature <laughs> yeah probably but because jason has learned like some of these selfless lessons um i maybe have not and so you know he's been teaching me how to like hey you can't be like this like like today, I should have probably got a granola bar when I got mine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Things like that. Like, but, well, but also, I mean, I, I started and have been a professional at the ultra sport, you know, since 2012-ish or yeah. something like that. So it's a little bit easier to sit in that position. Meredith freshly left her career, left her home, and now is, you know, have this everything's based on, you know, even if we don't really want it to be, you know, a lot of self-worth is tied up in that and so to be able to be a mentor and a partner is is a big role that i can help great gradually and gently. yeah nice. i mean yeah so it's it's kind of interesting like there's still like i'm learning from him on some of this stuff and then we're learning together and then just trying to you know i mean running isn't everything at the end of the day you know it's not no it's not (laughs) i mean all right i mean at the end of the day if we could never race again but we had our relationship and we could still be in the mountains and do what we do then Mm -hmm. i would say we're still really happy people wouldn't have to be professional could just be outside playing even if it wasn't as high and far and and getting as much attention and all that you know that that's not the important gotcha okay that's a fantastic perspective and that's interesting is there a trade-off you think as professionals between that go hard, you know, pedal to the metal mm-hmm. and having a little broader perspective mm-hmm. such as, well, running isn't everything and my relationship is actually more important because it'll make me more happier in the long mm-hmm. run. Mm-hmm. But do you ever think, does this influence or negatively impact my performance? Do you ever kind of mm-hmm. go back to that? Yeah. I just got to put the hammer down. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I sometimes worry I mean, I worried. About, I felt really guilty for Jason's UTMB because I felt like he didn't run well because I was putting stress on him with our relationship or my sickness and this mm-hmm. that that. I, I sometimes worry like, oh my gosh, are we? You know, is he affecting me and like I can't you know train or am I affecting him and he can't perform at his race and like I think those are true. I think they do have an impact at times. Absolutely, but. You know, I mean, that's just how it is. I mean, it, it, it wouldn't be any different if, if I wasn't in the running world and I was just his mm-hmm. girlfriend. There would still be that stress. But, but if I was, a, you know, not happy and not in a relationship that I wanted to be in, I, I don't think my overall wholeness would be in such a position that I could compete as well. Mm. 
And, and, and the other aspect or angle that I would I would bring up too is that we, good or bad, it's not all about results now. Um, you know, there's this whole influencer side. Uh, it's it's kind of ugly and weird in some ways, but it also creates an opportunity for me to not or Meredith to not go win a race, but be an, an amazing role model, an amazing inspirational person, an amazing um, person that you know you want to emulate or, or, or want to know about or, or see what they're doing or, or you know so so with these films, um, with these projects, with these like you know go out and try to run a mountain and not run the fastest known time or not uh, you know be the, the best in the world. It's it's uh, it's kind of a cool avenue. And maybe that kind of brings a little bit of the pressure off of that professional athlete in some ways, especially as I get old, right? <laughs> <laughs> especially. Uh, that's a fascinating insight, Jason. Yeah. Influencer is a loaded word now. It's, yeah. it's literally used for listeners who might not be aware of us in the profession. It's used a lot. Mm -hmm. Marketing people use it all the time. What does that mean? That's being defined. Mm -hmm. And so I think some people get irked. You know, we have on this podcast, I'll just mention names, Darcy, mm -hmm. you know, is one of the best ultra runners in the world. Mm -hmm. Role model to Meredith as well. Oh, okay. Yeah, big I love time. Darcy. <laughs> well, everybody does. Yes. yes. <laughs> but she's not big on social media. Correct. Yeah. And for the runners, I mean, she's like fantastic, very well respected, but not big on social media. And so she felt that she sometimes doesn't get sponsorship support because right. of that. Absolutely. So that's that's yeah. one of the negative aspects. Mm -hmm. But the positive aspect, Jason, that was very insightful. Mm -hmm. It's also an opportunity that it's not about the number. Mm -hmm. It's right. about your values. Mm -hmm. And like mentioning mental importance of mental health, that's a strong value that people need to hear. That's mm -hmm. a good example right there. Mm -hmm. And we also notice, particularly in the world of running, we've opened it up quite a bit. Mm -hmm. It's not just the top runners anymore. It's We're people, more than the results. It's, it's people of all ages, all genders, and all body shapes and sizes now. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think at the at the end of the day, it just brings in that we're all human. I mean, it's a human factor, and so mm -hmm. whether you're the best in the world or you're middle of the pack or you're at the end of the pack, it's it's always amazing what we do because we're all athletes, like you said. Like, mm -hmm. doesn't matter where you place, but it's putting value on that person who okay, maybe they're not going to go out and win, you know, UTMB, but they still have a story. And they still have something to give to basically anybody. I mean, I, I think some of the most inspiring athletes are, are those middle of the Packers, you know, or the people that just finish the race. Absolutely. And they, and they have something to tell. And it doesn't take away their value as a runner because of where they placed. And so I, I think as we move into this importance of that, it, 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 it also opens the door for an elite athletes to also say, well, I'm also human. And mm -hmm. this is what I've struggled with because I think at times we tend to glorify a lot of athletes in our sport thinking, oh, they never have anything wrong with them, but that's not true. Mm -hmm. And this is like a way of doing that. It opens up a lot of doors. I would hope that in the future, the, the best person that's also an amazing athlete can be the professional athlete. Um, some people might be like, you know what? I don't want to have that responsibility. I don't want to be the storyteller. I don't want to open up my whole life. I just want to be a professional and give me the contract and, and move forward. You know, there's there's good and bad of that. 
it's a it's a it's a new reality. It's kind of a funky deal. I, and I, I think our videos is is one of the, the, my favorite avenues for that because I love to travel. I love to explore. I love to eat the interesting food that is in Madeira or, or Reunion Island or, or in Chamonix, and to capture that or, or the hot pot in China. So like to to have that available as a way for 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 my profession to thrive. That's exciting to me. That's oh. really cool. All right. Open up opportunities. You two have seen opportunities and you've opened up to them. I really appreciate that. Yeah. You've, as you've said with your relationship and your profession, you're mm-hmm. evolving it. Yeah. That's terrific. Mm-hmm. So where might it evolve next? This is the fastest known podcast. <laughs> <laughs> There's some exciting plans we've got. Okay. You know, it, there's there's one. I I, I kind of hesitate to bring it up because every Jason, everybody hesitates to bring it up. Some won't even mention it. Some yeah. people get a project, but it's for different reasons too. Oh, because okay. in there, there are projects that are really big that that just maybe sometimes shouldn't be talked about because it's it's the the likelihood might not be great. But what the hell, I. I love you, Buzz, and, and uh, I like the people that follow you. So we, we're actually, you know, looking to maybe go to, to Africa and to go do something maybe in the Republic of Congo, uh, Uganda area, and go with, and see these tribesmen that were former poachers that have decided to take a different route and take people around these mountains and go up uh, some 19,000-foot level peaks and try to go for a fast as no time there's an active volcano out there and meredith and i want to go there and tell a story about this wow that's different yeah, yeah. that's great so and in february oh so we don't have very much time so any sponsors listening get excited this is going to be awesome we really want to do this <laughs> well it's africa what a fascinating paradox isn't exactly. it exactly the best it's not just Kilimanjaro either right there's so much crazy stuff in that area yeah. and this is this is not the first time we've we've brainstormed for this region yeah. so hopefully something happens with this if not we're still going to do something really fun anyways well, if not, we'll still have you back on the podcast. Deal. Thank you. Perfect. <laughs> well, this so is, FKT's there. That's great. what we'd be shooting for. Africa. There's there's a lot of room to maneuver in Africa. Yeah. And I should note that we're still getting three submissions per day now. So now mm-hmm. it's coming in hot and heavy from Australia. Yeah. So people should definitely go on the website and check it out. The page also shows uh, FKTs we're tracking now. You get a quick glimpse there. Mm-hmm. And definitely, if you're enjoying this, consider uh, giving a little donation. Mm-hmm. Just got to put that out there. Pat, become a Patreon subscriber. Just kick in a little something. Um, because we appreciate doing this. We have a really good mm-hmm. time. And there's not a lot of uh, money in fastest known podcasts right mm-hmm. now. So appreciate any support people might want to give. Yeah, do it. Thanks. Mm -hmm. Well, we look forward to hearing what comes up next here, Africa. Mm -hmm. Uh, Come to think of it, when was it, three or four weeks ago, we had two submissions from Namibia. Wow. Cool. So stuff. Wow, that's really cool. FKTs are definitely worldwide, but uh, I think you're going to be going for the first in this area. I don't remember (laughs) anything there. Well, we'll see. Hopefully we're Uh, lucky. (laughs) Yeah, that, that experience... And that challenge would be fantastic. That's that's n- number one on my my radar. So if we don't do it this year, we're gonna get there sometime. Okay. Well, drive safely on your way back to Durango. Thank yeah. you. Thanks, Buzz, for having us. <laughs>